1: Welcome to the latest episode of the Ring Out of podcast, your official home for the latest on Marquette Athletics. I am your host Scott Kaikendall and joining us today is head women's basketball coach Megan Duffy, who recently completed her first season with the program and was the Big East Coach of the Year after a tremendous season. Megan, thanks for joining us.
2: Hi Scott, thanks for having me. It's good to get to talk to you and everyone else.
1: Good to catch up with you. Uh, obviously, we have a lot to talk about and you know rather focused on on looking ahead more than looking behind but I read something that you you mentioned through all of this that I, I think a lot of people maybe overlook and that was just the abruptness of how everything ended and especially when you factor in um, the players and and the student athletes and you know and usually you would have the end of the season and do a little workouts to finals which would be going on now but for this year it was the season and then over I mean, Maybe talk a little bit about that and and that transition with with your team.
2: Sure. I mean, I won't forget, um, you know, we're playing at WinTrust Arena out in Chicago against DePaul that Monday night in the the Big East Conference Finals. And, you know, I lost a heartbreaker to them against a very good team. And, you know, didn't have our our best that night. But, you know, overall – I thought the tournament went really well. Uh, You're seeing your team very disappointed and upset about that game. And we kind of quickly turned the page that night and said, all right, we're going to get ready for the NCAA tournament. We're going to actually take a couple days off and just rest our bodies and clear our minds a little bit. So I sent our team um, home just to kind of relax for a little bit. We were getting back together on that Friday to start lifting and practicing. And then that's when we got the call from, from Bill and and Marquette and said, Hey, you need to hold them back. And, you know, obviously we, we all know it went from kind of a a sports thing to obviously the bigger pandemic that we're going through still now. And I I just, uh, the wave of emotions and, you know, I think the big thing that people forget about is, you know, just whether you're talking about your coaching staff, your um, you know, support staff, your players, we're going a million miles an hour, you know, during that beginning of March. And then all of a sudden, you know, every part of every, you know, minute of your day is planned out and you're moving, you know, one thing to the next and then all of a sudden it stops. So just trying to navigate through that and making sure our our team and staff were okay. And, uh, you know, there was just, you know, obviously the disappointment for our team and specifically our our seniors, Izzy Spengel and Altia Anderson. But um, I, I can't tell you at the same time, Scott, how proud I am of just watching our team and our staff stick together and, you know, just continue to, to take what's, you know, in front of us and make the most of it and, you know, try and find different ways now to rally around each other and and get better.
1: I think obviously everybody, every team was, is disappointed for its seniors, but I, I got to believe that was magnified for, for you guys even more. So just because of the expectations that weren't there for the, Mm -hmm. not only those two, but really the entire team with a graduation of, you know, some of the best players ever in program history so I, I gotta believe that was kind of a, another driving force as to why this this really hit hard the that way it ended
2: yeah it was it was hard to obviously have to tell Izzy and Altia that you know their careers were over and I look at those two and you know there's so many stories around the college basketball and athletics world but you know they're two stories of you know hard work and perseverance and they've you know it's it's been told a couple times now but the way they've kind of you know, waited their turn. And the old saying, trust the process was, was really evident in those two. And, and just to see them, you know, grow throughout the year and, and, and be in very, very important roles for our team, you know, whether that was on the court or, or their leadership roles, it was, was pretty awesome. And, you know, I, it's just really hard not to see them you know, um, lead a team into the NCAA tournament and and their new roles, right? And um, you know, I tell people now, I was like, I hire those two kids in a second if you know I had a job opening or whatever it is, because they they just embody what it what it means to do things the right way and you know do things with a great attitude, and and they've represented uh, our program and, and this university so well.
1: Well, I think people too, it is a process, right? And and I know obviously you. Had had a little experience in trying to rebuild at uh, Miami, and you know, after a couple of years, came here. But and I know you, you talked a little bit about this uh, last week as well. But matching kind of personnel with how you would like to play, right? It, you can't mm-hmm. just come in and and especially. I mean, you didn't have a ton of tape, right, on the players <laughs> that you did have coming yeah. back because they had been in different roles. How, how did you see the team evolve into in the direction that that you wanted to to head moving forward?
2: Well, I think the greatest part about you know myself coming to Marquette is, you know, I wanted to be part of a winning um, tradition and a winning culture and and our program had established that, right? And now it was kind of just taking the new pieces. I mean very well documented what Heideman and Blockton and Davenport and the, the whole crew did at Marquette. And now it was like, okay, who are the next superstars? who are the next the next team that's kind of kind of do that? And you know, I, I think I spent a lot of time last spring and summer in those individual workouts and in those group workouts, just trying to figure out what is everybody's strengths. And, you know, as a coach, you can come in with a mindset and this kind of vision of, of how you want to it to eventually look, but, I'm really big when you when you build teams or put kids in new roles, you have to kind of assess, you know, the, the whole picture of it. And you're, you're looking at your schedule, you're looking at how are we going to win games, you know, what skill sets are going to fit together. Um, I've always been a coach that really, you know, believes in the toughness and, and being great on both sides of the ball. So it wasn't a thing that, you know, I knew our offense was going to take a little bit of time to kind of evolve. And you know, as, as those players built uh, a different level of confidence, but we, we really hit home on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I, I think what was kind of neat too, is just to watch their chemistry, even on days that were rough at practice or, you know, just wasn't perfect their, their chemistry to stick by each other and figure out each other's games. I um, mean, they embraced every opportunity.
1: But you would like to play faster. Is is that Accurate than what what we maybe saw this year without sacrificing the defense.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that's the the exciting brand that, you know, is happening in our game, both on both sides, on the men's and women's side. And, you know, it was interesting because I think that was the big thing in our first year that we had some games where we, you know, scored 85, 90 points. And, I mean, it looked like, man, this is how it, you know, should look maybe in a year from now or two. And then we had games where it was definitely a a defensive battle. And, you know, we, we found ways to to win that way too. So I loved that part of it as much as there were some up and downs, down moments with that. But yeah, I'd like to open things up a little bit. And I think, you know, when you move into year two and three, you can start to kind of get into your playbook a little bit more and your players, you know, know what's expected of them. And, and you forget too, like our team was pretty young, right? So we're, we had a lot of freshmen on the floor and that's one thing I I know they're going to keep getting better. And uh, with the player development we have in place and how hard they're going to work. So it's it's exciting to kind of, um, you know, here predict if we can predict anything here with what we're going through that they will continue to get better.
1: Hey, you're going to have some new players with new roles. I mean, it happens every year and and it's going to happen on your staff as well. I know you're really excited about a couple new additions to your coaching staff.
2: Yeah, we had a, a few changes during uh, kind of when this coronavirus pandemic started. And I really appreciate, you know, the work that, Scott Merritt and Vernetsky put into um, you know their time at Marquette with coach Keeger and myself and you know two great coaches and, and people and you know they decided to to make a change and you know I think the the interesting part from the timing side of things is I was able after a year of our program you know, here at Marquette with, with me as the head coach of, okay, what do we need? What can we get better at? What do, you know, some of our freshmen who are now going to be sophomores, what what do they need on and off the court? And it was pretty cool to be able to kind of take some time and, you know, just write, it's as, as simple as write down pros and cons and, and how we're going to kind of develop this program even, even further to get to that next step. And I'm, I'm thrilled with Tony Green and Torah Coleman to be able to come in with a ton of experience and and just talk in the game with them of just their knowledge on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. You know, they've already, you know, brought some tremendous energy and just passion to help, you know, young people and, you know, just bring new things to the table. And, you know, as a, as a younger head coach in the country, I, I love that mentality that you know people are going to think differently and you know they um they've they've been you know behind me since since day one and I think the only strange part is that we're doing it all virtually and from you know four different areas you know with Justine in the mix with that and so those are some challenges but we're we're real thrilled about just where um, this coaching staff is right now
1: and this coaching staff is obviously going to help the players develop on the court but I know uh, you established with your program the Marquette way which has some some key foundation points maybe talk a little about that and what what that means to be you know a women's basketball player at Marquette
2: yeah no doubt i, I think it's it's interesting I've been in a lot of different places and you know as I've come up as a as a player and a coach and you know I think I've you kind of the course of these last few years i I, I try to stay away from maybe too much of the glitz and glamour and gimmicks and and just kind of focus on a few things that, you know, our goals are to reach, you know, every day with hard work and, you know, some perseverance. And, you know, I I just, I've always preached that whatever you do, whatever you end up wanting to do career wise, or, you know, on the court with your teammates, do it with an incredible amount of passion. And, you know, I think if you know myself and our staff and and just many of these players, we got smiles on our, faces and we're running up and down with a lot of energy and you know I just think in those times like now where there's some definitely some difficult moments you know you have that drive and that passion to continue to want to get better and you know we've also stressed just with our program of you know we, we have a lot of perfectionists on our team and probably me included but you know just how do you take that that energy and channel it into just getting better every day and if you take a couple steps back how do you keep uh you know how do you keep moving forward, Scott? And that was kind of the the ingredients of our success this year. Of just you know we we'd have a bad day, but it never turned into two bad days, or we might have lost a game, but it never went into a, a vicious cycle of of not moving forward with our program. So there's some there's some fun stuff we do with those kind of core values that we talk about, and you know I've I've seen it more evident than ever in these last two months um, with COVID of just how. You know, they're sacrificing for each other and, and you know, they're, th- they're showing passion in different ways to help this program, you know, be successful.
1: What were your initial thoughts? Obviously, you're familiar with the Big East. You've been around it for a long time, but, you know, in it's, it's new version. And obviously, it will be a, a newer version next year with the addition of UConn. Um, just your initial season, uh, was it what you thought it would be, as tough as it was going to be uh, from top to bottom?
2: I just thought I was really impressed with just the overall uh, coaching in the league. I, everybody has a very different style. I mean, you know, whether you talk about, you know, Joe out at St. John's or, you know, Doug down the street at the Paul and um, you know, we just, we just, there's a lot of just really, really great basketball minds and it, it challenges you as a coach to be prepared and to, you know, continue to, to make adjustments and tweak your offense and defense. And so I really liked from, a, you know, as a competitor to kind of go in every night and say, you better bring your A game with um, execution and getting your team ready to play. So that was really fun for me. And I think about like some of these guys who are coaching in our league in the Big East. I played against them. So it's pretty fun when I was a player at Notre Dame to to be on the sidelines um you know in a in a different form now as their coach and you know bring some some different energy to to the league and I just overall I just was really thrilled with just the, the competition aspect and being able to you know put our team out there on a platform where we were going to be you know, on national TV, and we were going to get some great exposure. And, you know, that part, Scott's only going to get better with, you know, UConn coming into the league and having Gino and obviously his his program, um, you know, be another, you know, positive thing, um, you know, for the next few years, which will be great.
1: You've had about a year now here at Marquette and in Milwaukee, and obviously, you know, did your research and your homework when you were looking at the job. But anything that has surprised you about, the campus and the Marquette community. Now that you, you look back on your first year.
2: It's crazy that it's 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 been a year and you you throw the pandemic into the end of it, right? It's uh, yeah. it's been amazing. Just you know, when you when you change jobs, it's always so difficult to leave your team and kind of get your roots up and and move. But I, I just have been, you know, just really privileged to to be the women's basketball coach here. And you know, I, I in my mind, I just think we've only scratched the surface. Um, I've I always heard a lot before I moved to Milwaukee how great of a you know, little city it is and how much there is to do. And, you know, I, I, think that's lived up to the hype, whether you're, you know, into the food scene or the music scene. Um, obviously we got great sports with, you know, our programs here at Marquette and, and then, you know, the bucks and the brewers and all that. So it's just a great, like vibrant, town that's not you know super super huge but you just get the energy and I think that's what what will be most excited as we get back kind of rolling around here is just getting back into that that lifestyle again and and being around the people I know you know, we have such a great value and moral system here at, at Marquette and just the people that are around us every day. And I, I know my thing is I just miss everybody. It's, it's, you know, even seeing you Scott in the hallways, I miss, <laughs> you know, give me a little wave and a nod and, you know, we're a yeah, good job. The old or, head nod.
1: There you go. Yeah. All,
2: all that stuff. Cause I know even just in my transition, you helped me a ton. And, you know, so I just think those little things that you for, you take for granted, cause you're so busy in that first year and you're trying to learn everything and everybody, but I know that's the part that, I'm going to probably appreciate a lot more just, you know, walking into that office a little differently now.
1: Well, I know one small thing when we get back and we get to playing games, there's a a whole new lighting system that'll be in the Al McGuire center. uh, That'll be able to do some pretty cool things with the intro and the video boards. And I know, I remember when I was at Western Michigan going to Millette hall in Miami and I don't know if it's changed, (laughs) but I think they turned on half the lights in that building for a little home court advantage. So um but it is something that makes a difference right i mean it's uh, you know an upgrade and it won't take a half hour to turn those lights on anymore for the kids to get in and shoot
2: yeah. We got a great little just facility, you know, right on campus for, for women's basketball and volleyball. And just, I mean, it's a great, you know, scene for, for our crowds. And we had a ton of fun, just like, you know, introducing the new video board and doing all the silly videos and, you know, this or that, and you know, the mystery box where you're, you're touching weird stuff and they got you on camera. So I know our team, they got a ton of personality and they like, like to have their fun. So they had a blast with that stuff. And, you know, I just think it's a, it's a great thing that, you know, Marquette, despite, you know, the the world going through all this, we're, we're still investing in our, in our student athletes and and doing the best we can to make that atmosphere pretty cool.
1: Have you watched more Tiger King or the last dance?
2: Oh, uh, well, I, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say I've watched Tiger King, but I have, and that was a whole nother spectrum and world. Um, entertaining at times um but man that that last dance I just I'm really sad that we're getting towards the end but man that's been so cool to just even talk to recruits about it and you know our team and and just kind of get the younger kids perspective a little bit and us being a Jordan brand like you know and having that Jumpman logo all over our stuff right here at Marquette it, it's really cool to see no now you're putting it together now you're you're seeing how you know legit Jordan really was as a as a player and what he did for our game but yeah I mean it's it's probably one of the best documentaries I've I've seen and it's got my wheels spinning as a coach just even going back and watching some of the old like NBA game footage of you know the bad boys and, and even like you know when they talk about putting in that triangle offense like you know that's a little nerd in me of just like oh man let's see what how he moved Jordan around and Pippen and then his shooters and so it's it's been awesome um just just to watch so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the the last dance side versus the Tiger King side on that question Scott
1: so it. <laughs> yeah it's interesting even in high school and I, I mean the Bucs had a 10-pack and and two of the games were the Bulls games I mean that, that was the impact he had throughout even on opposing teams you got to see him play they, they got you uh, made you buy tickets to other games to see him play but, yeah, I got uh, to see I, him.
2: I got to see him once uh, live. They did an exhibition game in Dayton, Ohio, where I'm from, and so it was at University of Dayton Arena. And I remember our family somehow getting tickets, and you know, we were like, "You better sit there and behave and watch watch the goats." So it was uh, a good memory of just being a young kid seeing him live.
1: Well, you had an interesting quote at the end of seven, I believe, and I want to get your thoughts on this. That you know, the winning has a price. And leadership has a price, and I, I know you've had the opportunity to be around some of the best in the game, and and mentors, and and different philosophies, and you know. And, and I think what he, you know what he's ultimately saying is not easy, and and I think you know people have seen the recent success of their team. You come in the first year, really good year, but it is not it's not an easy process as as you are well aware.
2: Yeah, it's it's not, and I think that hit home with everybody. If you're on social media, and just the way Jordan got emotional with talking about the price of winning and leadership and, and it is hard and i think ultimately i learned that when i moved from assistant coach to head coach there's there's so many decisions you have to make and you're trying to make the best decision and and push people the right way um and do it for for your entire organization or program or whatever it is so there's days that you don't feel very good and there's days that you question You know, did I make the right decision for everyone? And, um, you know, and, and I think it's so hard to keep everybody happy when you're at the top, whether that's you're a captain and best player, or you're a head coach or you're a CEO. And, um, you know is is there are some emotions that we always you know have to be kind of the the strongest and you know the toughest toughest one but there is a, a vulnerability side with it too and I think what was really cool was just watching people across the country talk about just what greatness looked like and how much you have to sacrifice and you might not always say everything perfectly but when you have that drive and that passion to win right you're you're going to do whatever it takes to to push your teammates or your coaches or whatever it is so I think we could all relate uh to what Jordan was saying and um it was it was pretty uh pretty powerful to see him even this many years later I mean you're talking you know almost 20 years later right of him getting you know tearing up about you know just how hard it was to to be that figure and that that person where, where people are always watching you and judging you
1: no it's it's been great like you said it's it's gonna be it's too bad that this is gonna be the last week but it'll be a good final two, two hours. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing we need to talk about is, you know, with all this, you're trying to get married this summer, right?
2: Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. This, this coronavirus. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Kevin and I were supposed to get married here in the beginning of June when, you know, a little bit around recruiting and, you know, we got like a, you know, college basketball because we got small windows with everything, right. Whatever we're doing. And, uh, so that, um, obviously kind of got put on the back burner for a little bit and so we were you know the intent was to have a pretty good little party and celebrate with our families and all that so we're, we're trying to maybe do it in august and who knows it, it could be pushed back next year and but we're doing great i know there's a lot of other uh, problems that are going around so we're we're trying to get creative and you know figure out how we're going to do this but you know we're not killing each other either with this you know being sheltering in and all that so that's positive and we're having a whole lot of fun. Um, especially with uh with our jobs like you know we're always traveling and you know going all over the place so to spend some good quality time together has been awesome
1: i assume the delays are why i haven't received my invite yet you just yeah you didn't get yours out, you, didn't you? you
2: must <laughs> you must have changed your address scott i don't know what happened on that one i don't know if you're planning <laughs>
1: on open bar but you guys might want to shift some funds uh that might might uh be taken advantage of by some people but yeah you have no this. kidding
2: the first time everybody gets together for uh, for a celebration it's going to be it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting
1: <laughs> well as everybody keeps working from home i think the you know the important part is obviously that that you and the coaches and the rest of the department are moving forward and and the program still has to be run right it doesn't matter where it's from and and that's what you guys are doing and uh, getting ready and prepping for another season, and, and hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, everybody will be back on campus.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. We uh, we actually you know we finished up finals uh, last week, and so we've um, you know got the okay with NCAA to kind of do some different things with our teams and. You know, we're we're doing some awesome stuff with some leadership building and you know, we we um you know, we're talking about a lot of current events that are going on in the country and you know, just trying to get our our players exposed to some real life issues right now and they're they're working out and everybody's got a little bit of a different situation with that. So, you know, we're trying to make the most of it, stay connected and you know, I, I just think I'm I keep saying it, but I'm so proud of just the way our team continues to grow and you know, push each other and you know, we're just we're having we are having some fun um, during this time, despite you know there's there are plenty of you know negative stuff, but we're trying to move forward and you know plan for our seasons and, and hope for the best with that.
1: Well, good luck, and hopefully, I will see you at the Al relatively soon.
2: All right, Scott, I'll see you. Thanks for the time.
1: Thank you, thank you to Megan for her time today, and we hope you've enjoyed the second episode of the Ring Out of Ohio podcast which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane.